powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Remain standing for just a moment. Go to Song of Solomon chapter 2. We are in our series. Some of you have been saying, we're out of superheroes. I know that. Uh, but I just wanted to just come back over to it for just a moment as we're starting this new series, Already Won. Say every battle, every problem, already won. Come on, talk to me. Army, say every battle, every problem, already won. Song of Solomon 2.15. Catch us the foxes. Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. Now, 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 now say, say your name. Say catch. Say your name. Say catch your foxes. Now just look at somebody and say, my foxes are different than your foxes. Say, but we both got foxes. To catch us, the foxes, the little foxes. You know what them little foxes be doing? Them little foxes, you know what they do? They, they, they spoil the vine. For our vines, say my life. Uh-huh. See, your life has some tender grapes. Which means your life, your life is ready to produce something for you you didn't even know. All right. Uh, 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 Say my life is ready to produce something for me, significant, something big, something huge, something I prayed for. Say, but there's a problem. Say there's some little foxes. Father, we honor you. We bless you. We thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. Because you're good. 
and you're great. And you're greatly to be praised. Tonight, speak to us so we can catch those foxes, those little foxes that are trying to block breakthrough, that are blocking the big stuff we've been praying for. Tonight, we declare we catching them in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, just do me a favor, encourage your neighbor, say, I want to talk about Penina and her foxes. Say, I want to talk about Penina and her foxes. You'll be seated for just, uh, just a few moments tonight. I preach in series at Harvest so we don't just have the ritual of church without results. And on Sunday, we started a new series called Already Won. Say, every battle, every problem, already won. Now, through Jesus, it's already won. Now, a battle is a fight or a struggle to achieve or resist something. And we often think of big battles that we can sometimes face. But in this series, we're focusing on everyday battles that we face that all boil down to the battle to become better. And that's where we started on Sunday. That was the message, the battle to become better. And I gave you this quote, and I want you to say it with me. Say, when I become better, my life is better. Now, see, a lot of times you think if I change my circumstances, then all of a sudden, uh, then my life will be better. Not realizing when you're better, life is better. When you change, your life changes. Uh, uh, change is an inside job, which means it's got to start in you and it bleeds to your life. This is why the scripture says that out of the abundance of the, house, uh, of, of the heart does the mouth speak. What does that mean, Bishop? It means I'm speaking what's on the inside of me. So that means, watch this, if I want to see something different, I got to say something different. But to say something different, I got to see something different in me first say when I become better my life is better now the good news is this that the battle to become better is already won by Jesus and I told you on Sunday we just have to walk out what he already worked out on the cross and I gave you three powerpoints about that the first was that that battle uh, to become better it's won with the decision to be a disciple and you're here on a Wednesday night so I presume you've decided to be a disciple that means you're a disciplined student. It doesn't mean you're a perfect student. It just means you're a student that says, I'm going to keep coming. I'm going to keep coming. I'm going to keep coming. When I get knocked back down, I'm going to get right back up. If I make a mistake, I'm going to get right back on the journey. God's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for people that are faithful, people that are willing to be consistent. And would you high five your neighbor and say, I know that's you. I know that's you. Because let's just tell the truth. We've all made some mistakes. We've all had some great failures. Matter of fact, some of us wasn't BC before Jesus came into our lives. A lot of the men we made was after Jesus came into our lives but thanks be to God when you got up this morning you got a fresh dose of grace and you got a fresh grace of mercy but holla I am a disciple the second thing I told you is the battle to become better. It's already won with a better diet. And we talked about receiving the life-giving messages. And if you're here on a Wednesday, you probably have auto messages and you probably get CDs. So you probably are changing your diet. Life is like a buffet. You don't have to eat everything set in front of you. And a lot of times people will bring you their junk and bring you their drama and bring you their issues. And sometimes you got to just say, I'm not hungry. You know, he always said, sometimes you'll get a bill in the mail and you have to say, I'm not hungry. Sometimes somebody will send you a crazy text and you have to say, I'm not hungry. Why? I'm not eating that. I know you said it in front of me, but this is a buffet, so I get to be a choosy eater. As your brother said, be a choosy lover. Well, baby, I'm a choosy eater. I don't eat everything that's said in front of me, which means if you want to put some discouragement in front of me, I'm not hungry. You can put sickness in front of me, I'm not hungry. You can put depression in front of me, I'm not hungry. But put the word in front of me, I'll have some of that. Put joy in front of me, I'll have some of that. Put peace in front of me, I'll have some of that. But ain't nobody got time for no mess. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm not hungry for that. Then thirdly, 
I told you that it's one day by day. The process to possess God promises is beating battles little by little, day by day, battle by battle, and in every battle we become better. Now, we just exited a series called Superheroes to Unlock Our Divinity because as 1 John 4, 17 says, as he is... So are we in this world. So the last few messages of the series, we were introduced to a man named Elkanah and two women. One was named Hannah and the other was named Penina. Their story was like an episode of Jerry Springer mixed with a little bit of Maury Povich ending on an Oprah note. Hannah, whose name means God, has favored me. She lives a paradoxical life because although she's favored by God, she's constantly and severely provoked by Penina, her rival, her enemy, because she had no children because the Lord had closed her womb. And children were the crowning glory of Jewish women. So no children meant no glory. No glory meant no worth. But watch this. It was the Lord that closed her womb. And we learned this, that maybe your circumstances won't change because they're designed by God to change you. Sometimes there are things God will say no to, not because he's uh, not uh, trying to give you, be good to you, or give you what you pray for. But God says, maybe if you want that so bad, if I withhold that, maybe it'll provoke you to change. Y'all not saying nothing. Uh, every good parent knows that sometimes you've got to impose a, uh, uh, some type of uh, restriction, some type of restraint on your children in order to get them to produce at a certain level of life. So you'll tell them, listen, you're not going to have ice cream until you get your homework done. Uh, we're not going to get you that new iPhone until you keep your room clean. Y'all not saying nothing. Sometimes God will put a penina in your life and say, I'm not going to be able to give you that house until, okay, y'all not going to say I'm not going to be able to bring you that spouse until. It's not that I'm mad. It's just I'm a good father. And every good father says baby if you ain't ready you just ain't ready and so sometimes your circumstances don't change because they're designed by God to change you and that explains why some things you can't pray away that's why some things you can't fast away some things you didn't got prayer for you've been prayed for 511 times 511 is an urban colloquialism that means a whole bunch bunch is a deep 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 south way of saying bunch and you'll say, why won't this change? Maybe it's because it's Penina. And tonight, that's what I talk about. I want to talk about Penina and her foxes. Uh, but look at your neighbor and just say, your circumstances right now are designed by God to change you. Uh-huh. And so you might as well just go on and change so that your circumstances change. Because somebody in here is sick and tired of being sick and tired about the same thing. Somebody in here is sick of crying about the same thing. Somebody in here is sick of praying about the same thing. I'm ready for something fresh. I'm ready for something new. It's evolution time. This provocation went on for years until Hannah was finally fueled and focused by Penina, whose name means jewel, which means she's valuable, which means your enemy is valuable because in their opposition rests what God knows it will take to get you to change. Are you here? Because the Bible says that once she had enough, Hannah poured out her soul to God, which was her mind, her thoughts, her will, and her emotions. So it was her enemy that made her give everything to God, not her victories. Which means whenever an enemy is present, there is something God desires to evolve in you and extract from you. I'm going to say that again because that will tweet. Whenever an enemy is present, lots of ease, you'll remember it. Uh, that means that God is trying to evolve something in you and to extract something from you. Did you hear what I just said? And it's your enemies that's going to make you spiritual, not your victories. 
It's your enemies that's going to make you pray, not your victories. It's your uh, trouble that's going to make you pray, not your victories. It's the hell you go through that's going to make you spiritual. You didn't get as spiritual as you are today because of your good days. You didn't pray like you pray now because of your good days. You don't come to church like you do now because of your good days. You come because you've been to hell and back. But you came out licking an ice cream cone. So the next time somebody says, go there, you can be like, baby, I've already been there. Do they have any new rides? Because I didn't been to hell and back. But I'm still, st- I'm still standing and I'm still fighting. Hannah, 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 Hannah gives everything to God because of her enemy, not her victory. And Hannah prays a specific prayer that she'd never pray unless she had Penina. There's a story about a man in the Bible named Jabez. Jabez prays a specific prayer uh, after being named Pain. His mama named him Pain. You had to wonder what the mama was doing. But she says, because I conceived you in great pain, she names her son Pain. And because of what he's named, it provokes him to pray a prayer he never would have prayed. It's quiet in here. What is it that's painful to you that's designed to provoke you to pray something you would never have prayed unless you were provoked? Because sometimes you're like, God, I just don't know. I just don't know. He says, well, let me give you a penina so you'll catch a clue. Are you here, church? Now watch this. From that story, we learn that enemies are necessary for fuel. Uh, for, Numbers 14.9. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Which means your enemies are your bread. I gave you context. The children of Israel, we're getting ready to go take the land. As they were getting ready to take the land, God says to them, uh, ten of them have a negative report. Two of them have a good report, Joshua and Caleb. And they said, don't be scared because our enemies are our bread. And bread means food, fruit, loaf, meatloaf. Bread and your feud, uh, food rather fuels you. So an enemy is your fuel. And then secondly, we learn that enemies are necessary for focus. Psalm 23, 5, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Prepare in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament, which Psalm would be, it means to arrange. Now, focus is simply the correct arrangement of things. If you can't focus, it means you have uh, misappropriated and things are not arranged properly. I'm going to say it again. If you cannot focus, I got so many distractions. No, you just are disorganized. Things are not arranged properly, so you cannot focus. But touch your neighbor, say, focus is coming on you tonight. No, I need you to try that other neighbor. Say, focus is coming on you tonight. Yeah, when you wake up in the morning, let me prophesy to somebody. When you wake up in the morning, there's going to be a laser focus about you like you've not had in years. You're getting ready to go to the highest level of yourself that you have ever been. You're going to be fueled and you are going to be focused. So you accomplish more in the rest of this year than you have the entire uh, other part of this year. If you believe that, somebody give God praise for just a moment. So, so watch this. Say fuel and focus. Now it says you prepare. That means you arrange, and focus is the correct arrangement of things, a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And then I taught you this as we ended superheroes, that it also means you make me an expert in war. Now, now I need to get that. I need to get that. Because then where do we pick up on Sunday? He trains my hands for war 
and my fingers for battle. Which means my enemies are actually training. So every time you face an enemy, all you're doing is training. So if you have no enemies, you have no training, which is why you keep getting your head whooped when you get out in the battle. But tonight. In case you wonder why everybody says but tonight, it's because we're creating an interruption in life. And that interruption is this. That interruption uh, is that just like that bell just interrupted me just now, you, what you're doing is you're creating an interruption. And that interruption is saying it, it ends now. It's getting my attention to say it ends now. It's, it's getting, your, getting everything in you to turn its attention to say this thing has got to end now. Stop complaining about your enemies. Your enemies are your training. So the next person that lies on you say this ain't nothing but some training. He trains, stay with me. He trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. He trains me. Are you here, church? Now, so to equip you to conquer your individual enemies, we looked at the scripture we started with, Song of Solomon 2.15. Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have. Catch us the, the what? The what? Why? Stay with me, church. Catch us the? The what? Look at me, church. It's the little things that are messing up your big thing. Big doors swing on small hinges. See, you keep saying, oh, God, if I just, God, if I just, if I just stop doing this particular thing. And God is like, I'm just trying to get you to forgive your mama. I'm just trying to get you to forgive your daddy. I, I'm just, you, you sitting here dealing with this big thing. Ain't nobody even talking about that. I'm talking about the thing that's preventing me from even hearing your prayers. Little foxes spoil what? Vines. Now, now I need you to guess this. Now, I need you to guess this. Fox as a noun refers to the carnivorous mammal with a pointed muzzle and a bushy tail about the same size as a dog. I figured y'all would do that. Oh. They brought this thing into my office, and I was kind of in that little awe moment because, I, you know, I have about, you know, 30 seconds of awe moments. And he looked, he's so in order. I walk over to him, he was like, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and then he did that little shake thing. That was like, take him away. I need you to catch it. That's about the size of a fox. That's about the size of a fox. That's not mine. Let's get Bishop got a dog. No, no, no. Bishop did not get a dog. That's a harvester's dog that's on loan for tonight. All right. Amen. <laughs> What's up? All right. Doing good? He's been doing good, too. He's just up here receiving the word. He's <laughs> like, preach, Bishop. Bow wow, bow wow, bow wow, bow wow. <laughs> I'm going to lay my hands on him, and then we're going to send him out to the other dogs. He's going to have a healing revival and just 
Receive it in Jesus' name. <laughs> now, let's check this out. Fox is a noun, refers to the carnivorous mammal, the pointed muscle or bushy tail, about the same size as that dog, known for being cunning. But the wisdom is hidden in the verse. It's revealed when fox is used as a verb. And as a verb, fox means to baffle or deceive someone or to be cunning, which is to achieve your desire through deceit, evasion, but it's something you're attracted to. So the strength of the individual enemies we confront, because we all have our individual paninas, we all have our individual foxes. The strength of those is that our enemies evade us because they're things we're drawn to and attracted to so we can never evolve. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? It's hard to evolve, watch this, if your enemy is drawn to its enemy. Did you catch that? It's hard to stop lying when the inner you is drawn to being the center of attention and lies make you the center of attention. It's quiet in the church. It's, it, it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to treat people right when you're narcissistic and you're narcissistic because you like the attention that people give you. And so it's difficult to treat people right because you always want to make sure you don't get treated poorly because really what you're trying to do is prevent uh, anybody else from treating you the way you felt like you were slighted as a child. And so it's difficult for you to evolve when your enemy is drawn to its bow, wow, wow. Yippee-yo, yippee-yay. Bow, wow, yippee-yo, yippee-yay. Are you hearing me, church? How do I evolve when the thing that is messing my life up is the thing I won't give up? How do I change when the thing that I need to change is the thing that I don't want to change? And it's not even because I think it's good for me. I just don't want to change. Because I'm comfortable with it. I'm drawn to it. It gives me a sense of satisfaction. I know I shouldn't have, watch this, let me get super practical. Can I get super practical? I know I shouldn't have that, that, that bucket of ice cream in the bed. But in the moment, it makes me feel good. I'll just worry about it tomorrow. So the fox is like, gotcha. And then, then the next morning, then Penina comes. Because see, it's Penina and her foxes. So then Penina comes to talk about what you did with the fox. To taunt you. You're so dumb. You did that again. You, you, you called them again? You made that mistake again? You made that failure again? You're so dumb. And then to escape Penina, you run to the fox. So now you're with the fox. You're like, I don't know why I'm doing this, fox. I don't know why I'm still making this mistake. I don't know why I'm thinking these thoughts. I got so many messages. I don't know why I'm listening to Lil Wayne. I don't know why I'm doing this. Just hit somebody because it got quiet in the church right now. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm making this mistake. And the fox is like, me either. Come over. Come talk to me. Come and talk to me. Oh, yeah. I really want to. <laughs> Can I talk to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a Christian church. Lift your hands. Stop this joking. And then, and so then, whatever it is, whatever it is, so you're drawn to the fox. And then watch this. And then all of a sudden now, you're drawn to the fox. 
now you feel bad. So then, okay, Lord, just please forgive me in the name of Jesus. I know I shouldn't have thought that way. I shouldn't have acted that way. I shouldn't have did that. And Panana's like, you praying? What you praying for? Don't you think God has had enough of you? Don't you think you've made too many mistakes? Don't, then why don't you just go be like the rest of your bloodline? Why, 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 why don't you just go be like the rest of your family? Why don't you go be like the rest of the men in your bloodline? Why don't you go be like the rest of the women in your bloodline? And to escape Penina, you run to the fox. So then you spend your whole life between Penina and her foxes. 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 And, and see, this is why you're always so tired. This is why you're always so stressed out. This is why you're always taking naps. This is why you're always sleepy. This is why you never have energy. This is why you never focus. Because you keep going back and forth between Penina and her foxes. I'm going to start this. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it. Oh, maybe no, 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 I'm going to do it today. Go back and forth between Penina and the fox. So you spend all of your energy making money, paying bills, talking to Penina and her foxes. So then when you look over the course of the month, the course of the year, the only thing you have to show is some conversations with Penina and her foxes. But tonight, I thought there were some Hannahs in here. I thought, I thought that, that's okay, fellas, if you don't want to be Hannah, that's all right. I thought there were some Hannibals or something. I don't know. I thought there were some folks in here that said, wait a minute, I'm sick and tired of going back and forth between Penina and her foxes. Somebody holler, but tonight. It's hard to evolve if your enemy is drawn to its enemy. And I gave you three categories that our enemies fall in, and then we're done. The first is average. That means to be typical. You know what I need you to stop doing, church? You know what God wants us to stop doing? You ready? Stop comparing yourself to typical. Got it? Because the bar's too low. Stop comparing your marriage to typical. Stop comparing your kids to typical. Well, little Sally, well, little Sally's mama... Average isn't hot nor cold. It's a mixture. It's lukewarm. And that's why Revelation 3.16 says that God vomits out the lukewarm. He vomits out what's average. You know what vomit means? It was so disgusting, I didn't want it. You ever ate something that it was like, it was okay, so like you let it go down? But then have you ever had something where it was like, oh, God, no. And it just, it's quiet in the church. Yeah, there's certain things, there's something in particular I can remember. I remember just having a little bit of it like, oh, this is not happening. Before it even got to the back of my tongue, it was. Average is an enemy. Average is your enemy. What's average about our God? As he is, so are we in this world. So if he's not average, we shouldn't be average. We shouldn't be average Christians. We shouldn't have average life. We shouldn't be average servants. Okay isn't okay. When we become Christians, average is our enemy. We should have the best and be the best in every possible way, and we should produce the best. And that doesn't mean you have to be dealt a great hand. It just means you have to play the hand that you've been dealt. You have to play it the best way you possibly can. 
So maybe you're a single mom. Maybe you're a single dad. Maybe whatever your hand you've been dealt, baby, stop complaining about the hand and play it well. Stop trying to be typical and fit in with everybody else you were sent to change. How are you going to change folk when you're trying to fit in with folk? Comfort and change can't coexist. The second category of the enemies we face. Remember, remember we got Penina and her foxes. Have you ever noticed how you go back and forth between Penina and her foxes during your day? Anybody? anybody is this me? Have you ever noticed during your day, like, you know, how much mental energy you waste? Like, you just, like, you, you, you get to work to be like, ooh, I'm tired. The day just started. Are you tired? Because you've been going all day long with Penina and her foxes. You've been going back and forth. And what you didn't know is that the foxes are hers. Okay. Can I preach like I want to preach this time? What you did not know is that the foxes are actually hers. So you thought you were running to get away from her, not realizing you were just running to something that was hers. I know it. I know it. God, dog, I, I know it is. Penina and her foxes. Penina and her foxes. Come on, Wednesday, try it with me. Penina and her foxes. Now, the second category that the enemies, the foxes that we face. The second category is assumptions. It's something you're supposed to be the case without proof. Assumptions rob you before you ever get started. Life improves by choice, not by chance. And assumptions choose not to ask and not to try, but we must choose to ask, not to assume. We must choose to try and not turn down. And I said this to you when we were, when we were preaching it originally. I said to you, what would happen if Peter had assumed what would happen if Peter just assumed, you know what, I'm not even going to ask because there's no way I'm going to be able to get to Jesus. He would have now not been remembered because he would have just been an average nobody. You don't get remembered for what you want to do. You get remembered for what you do. We don't remember Dr. King because he wanted to have a dream. Can I preach it? We remember him because he had it and then called some people together around it. You ever met somebody that they wanted to be celebrated for what they talked about they were going to do? Watch this. And they were arrogant off a of talk. Like you had no fruit. You just think you just, you just, you know, arrogant off a of talk. Average. Then assumptions. What have you been assuming? What have you been assuming? What have you been assuming? I'm not even going to try to go back to school because I already know. I'm not even going to try to apologize to fix that because I already know. I'm not even going to make that phone call because I already know. I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to pray that prayer because I already know. I don't even want to think about that because I already know. I want to ask you a question. Between Penina and her foxes, what thoughts have you been running from having? You missed it. There are certain things we avoid thinking about because then we think out of sight, out of mind. Like I don't even want to think about that. So I'm just going to go do something over here. I'll go on a hike. <laughs> I'm just going to go hiking and just take my mind off of everything. You know the problem I have with, with people who say something like that? 
is that it's the same thing with getting high. It's the same thing with getting drunk. It's the same thing with, with using sex or food or anything else to, to, to take you away from reality for a moment is you'll have to return. And the problem with returning to reality is that, watch this, it may have started as a little fox, but by the time you get back, you might have a big old bulldog. You might have you a beast by the time you get back. Because whatever you ignore, you're giving permission to ignite. That'll tweet. Whatever you ignore, you're giving permission to ignite. It's some tough conversations you just assume you didn't want to have, so you just assume I'm not going to have them. There's some people you really needed to say something to, and you didn't say nothing. You just assumed. Average assumptions in the 30 minutes. Y'all still here, church? Was the asinine, extremely stupid or foolish. And these things are designed to rob you of your productivity, of your productive time. And I talked about this, Deuteronomy 22.10. It says this. They're going to put it up in the King James Version of the Bible. That way you can read it. That way we can just read it collectively together as a church. One, two, ready? You read. Okay, so watch this, asinine, it means extremely stupid or foolish. You're an ox. You're an ox, you like to get things done, you like to have progress. That's, I know that because you're here on a Wednesday. I know that because although, watch this, some people said, ooh, it's raining, child, I ain't going to church. But you went to work, you old non-ox. There's only two things true about people. People do what they want, people do what they want. You didn't come to church because you just thought it's not important. It's just that simple. There's nothing else to it. Same way the reason they didn't call you back, because it wasn't important. Same reason they didn't text you back, it wasn't important. Same reason they haven't emailed you for two weeks, it's just not important to them. Now, anything else is a lie. I've just been so busy. You, the way some people act, they'd be busy. You think they are just the president of a multinational company. And they're on, always on jets that don't have Wi-Fi. But every jet now has Wi-Fi. I know it. Here it is. <laughs> Here it is. Asinine, extremely stupid or foolish. Extremely stupid or foolish. Thou shalt not plow. Now, that word plow, I gave you, I've taught you several definitions. It, it essentially means this. You as an ox are forbidden to do life with asses. We're forbidden to do that. We're forbidden to have friends that are asses. Okay, and I've taught about this before, so get the other message. I'm trying to get into it. An ass is always bucking. They're always starting something. Always creating issues. You say, let's do this. They want to do something else they don't want to pay for. They're the co-worker at the meeting who always has an idea that ends up falling on you to implement. So you're like, I, I don't think that's a good idea. Why? Because I already know you're going to suggest it and you ain't going to do the work. And I already got enough ideas you didn't put down the pipeline that I got to take up. So no, I don't think that's a good idea at all. They're the family member that everybody, when they talk, everybody kind of just has like this inside joke. One of the little people in my family the other day, she was sitting at the table. And while we were sitting at the table, uh, <laughs> while we were sitting at the table, somebody was saying something, and she was like. <laughs> Touch whatever, say, don't be that person. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. She was like. 
I'm like, my goodness, is it that bad? <laughs> no, no, it's a, well, what's this? What's this? The asinine, extremely stupid or foolish. What are some things in your life that are extremely stupid and foolish? Like, you know, you're still holding out hope. They've been gone for 10 years. You know, I'm just praying for God to return. <laughs> like, really? You praying for that? Oh, come on. Let's find some new dreams. I'm not beating you up for it. I'm just saying it's, it's kind of foolish that your entire life has been on hold waiting on something to want you. It's quiet in the church. Even the fox got tired. He sleep. Because he know you over with Penina. He's going to wake up in a minute. Watch. I need you to work with me here so that what I say it comes to pass. Is he sleep? What y'all give him? Is he? Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Check the principle. Check the principle. Check the principle. What do we do that's extremely stupid or foolish? Foolish. Foolish means to live as if there is no God. What's some of the stuff we do that we think, God, what? And, and you know it's foolish because when you look back at it, you're like, had I known then what I know now? Here's the foolish stuff. I knew it then. I just wanted to act like I didn't know it then because I just wanted to not be an ox and be a non-ox for a moment. But the problem with being a non-ox is that every non-ox has their day. I mean, I was going to be honest. There's stuff we did where it wasn't like we didn't know. We're like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I asked for forgiveness a few days later. Won't he forgive me? Problem is we set something in the motion. So here's what it is, church. Here's what it is, church. Say Penina and her foxes. So here's, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. When you came in on your seat, there's this little handout. You know, On your seat or in the seat pocket in front of you, there's this little handout. I want you to grab that. I want everybody to grab that real quick. I want everybody to grab that. If you're watching online, we're going to put the questions on the screen for you. We're going to put the questions on the screen for you. I'm done preaching. Praise him. Some of you are like, when is about to turn up? Oh, if you didn't catch it, the 900 foxes, you better get it on Sunday. Here it is. I want you to get a pen. 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 Hallelujah. First question, what do you consider to be your penina? And I really want you to write something down. And don't write the devil. If you write the devil, I want you to know you're getting an F on your paper because you are taught way better than that to write the devil. Amen, church. What do you consider to be your penina? Remember, an enemy is anything that opposes your forward progress. If you're watching on one of our digital campuses, I want you to just type it in. Don't you be ashamed to do it unless you're putting the name of a person, okay? So don't do that. All right, but, but just, I want you to t- type that in. What do you consider to be your penina? An enemy is anything that opposes your forward progress. Penina was an enemy to Hannah. She provoked her. She taunted her. She provoked her. She taunted her. And we learned about her foxes. The enemies were drawn too, so that makes it difficult for us to evolve. What do you consider to be your penina? What do you consider? And you might have more than one. In fact, most of us have more than one. Most of us have about four. It's quiet in the church. Most of us have about four. Some of us, a little bit more than four. Most of us have about four. If you say, Bishop, I just don't have any. Okay, I got a few for you. Number one, pride. Number two, arrogance. Number two, delusion. (laughs) Number four, just plain wacky. Okay. 
I'm just giving you a hard time. What do you consider to be your panina? We all have one. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to beat her up and her foxes. See, he over here listening now and her foxes. Here's the second question. What are your enemies? What are your enemies? Any noun that opposes your forward progress in each category. Average, assumptions, asinine. So we started broad, now we're getting specific. We started broad, now we're getting specific. Now we're getting specific. Started broad, now we're getting specific. Give me some Penina beating up music. I want to beat her up a little faster than that, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, like this is still the pre-beat up talk. Like I want to get to the beat up. There we go. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Average. What do you tolerate that you know is less than you can, but since there's nobody in your life to hold you accountable, you put it out anyhow. Assumptions. What are you supposed to be the case without proof? What's asinine? What's asinine? Average assumptions and asinine. Average assumptions and asinine. Y'all filling it out, church? Now, if your neighbor just writing the devil, my husband, my kids, <laughs> you get them. You tell on them after church. All right? All right? No, I want to hear the music, son. I want to hear the music, the whole thing. Here we go. All right, here's the next question. Next question. What assumptions have you made? Bishop, didn't I just write that up there? Right, we're unpacking it. What assumptions have you made? I'm committed to raising up a church with some results. I'm committed to raising up some people with some results. Hallelujah. And again, if you're watching on a digital campus, you can chat it in, you can tweet it in, Facebook it in. Number four, what areas in your life are average? What mediocrity have you accepted? What's average? What's average? You know it's average because it's typical, just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. Number five, how will you move forward to conquer Penina and her foxes? What you gonna do? What are you gonna do?
Hallelujah. All right, now, here's something totally unusual we're going to do that I want you to do. Somebody say totally unusual. You're sitting next to some uh, Hannah's. Okay, I'm going to say it again. You're sitting next to some Hannah's. I'm going to say it again. You're sitting next to some Hannah's. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to just, with the people that are on your row, uh, maybe it's the person next to you. If you don't know who they are, I promise you they won't bite. They uh, agreed to not do that when they came on the campus. Amen. What I want you to do is I want you to just share with the, somebody around you, a few people around you, people on your row, however you want to do that. I'll, I'll leave it up to you just as long as you're talking to somebody. And I want you to share that fifth one. What are you going to do to move forward to conquer your penina? I know it's unusual, especially because in church we're used to just kind of receiving like this. But, but there's a powerful scripture in James chapter 5. In James chapter 5, there's a powerful scripture. And it talks about confessing your trespasses to one another that you might be healed. And I'm not saying you're getting ready to do that, but there's a power in the discussion. Say there's power in the discussion. In the Bible, the Bible says that they would, the men of God would preach and then the people would go home and talk about what they preached. They said that they would break bread and fellowship around the doctrine, around the messages of the men of God so that they would talk about it so that when they talked about it, they could all go be about it because now watch this, just you saying it to somebody gave you an accountability to walk it out. I'm going to say it again. Just you talking about it with somebody gives you an accountability to walk it out. So tonight, I just want us to take about, just about three minutes. Somebody say three minutes. I want us to take three minutes. And as we take these three minutes, what I want to do uh, is I want for you to just, with a few people around you, people on your road, I want you to just go over that fifth point about how you're going to move forward to conquer your panada. Would you do that for three minutes? When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.